SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, who's no stranger to this side of the A-team, Gabriella Kebel, who's a senior candidate attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated. Gabriella, good evening and thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Patricia. Lovely being here again. If there's one thing I think a lot of people who get into marriage don't want to talk about is divorce. But it's one of those things that are happening. Um, I've experienced it. And thank goodness mine was not a tedious process. But for many people, mentally, emotionally, financially, it becomes very draining. And others, their partners deny them the divorce. So let's start here. What can one do if their spouse uh, and themselves have separated and this spouse now does not want to um, finalize a divorce? Sure, you find that it's, it's quite common. Eh? And it's definitely, I mean, you know, first and foremost, we've got to note that legal separation doesn't exist in South Africa. So even if you are no longer living with your spouse right, and you want to get divorced, and they are belonging, maybe you're trying to, you know, deal with this uh, between the two of you and come to some sort of an agreement. You know, if they are if they are giving you any hassle, you have to, by law, still proceed with the, the formal divorce um, summons because, you know, legal separation doesn't exist. So you're still married to the person. When you need to institute these divorce proceedings, um, it's done by means of a summons, that is served out of the court, and that you can do whether or not your spouse has agreed to the divorce. Obviously, we've got two types of divorces. The first is contested, and then the second is uncontested. So love for most of the time, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's contested divorce proceedings, but if you're lucky, it's uncontested. Um, with the summons, you need to obviously just set out, you know, the reasons for the, the divorce, why you're requesting a divorce, be it, you know, whether the marriage has broken down irretrievably um, or, or anything else, you know, essentially put your reasons down as, as to why you're getting the divorce. Um, so, yeah, you issue the summons. This can be done out of the regional magistrate's court or the high court, um, which would be in, the, in your area or the defendant's area that they reside in. And this summons is then served on the defendant, your spouse, by the sheriff. Um, you know, when you're looking at a, a uncontested divorce here, you know, you're looking at the time frames after it's been served. So if you unfortunately are in a situation where you have a spouse that may want to drag it on, you know, that you're contested, they're probably going to file a notice of intention to defend, which then obviously prolongs the whole process. And this is the more tedious process because it could take years for you to finalize. But with a uncontested divorce, you know, this this could be within weeks, probably, if they haven't, um, well, you know, actually best case scenario is if they've agreed to it. And you can then have a settlement agreement drawn up and the matter can be finalized within weeks after the, the summons has actually been served on them. So uh, the question, um, what if the other partner does not want to sign the divorce um, uh, decree or divorce papers for whatever reasons? Yeah, if they don't want to sign it, so if they, it depends on whether or not they've actually defended the divorce, right? 
because it takes one of two ways. And I mean, I'm, we've been facing one as well where they don't want to agree to it, but they haven't formally defended it either. Um, in this instance, where they haven't formally defended it, you can request a default judgment. But if they have formally defended the divorce, but they simply don't want to, you know, come to an agreement, this will take your, your formal litigious proceedings and it follows that they then would give a, we call it a plea, in which they would have to set out why they are defending the divorce or why they don't want the divorce. Um, but often you'll see that this is more because they want they want more than what's in the divorce summons, right? Because when, you, when you're issuing the summons, you're setting out, you know, everything with regards to maintenance and division of the assets and, you know, it could even be custody regarding the children. So if they, you know, really want to deal with that, then they will do a counterclaim where they will then request more money or more assets. Um, maybe they're not entitled to it, again, depending on what, matrimonial property system governs the marriage. Um, and then, yeah, it follows you. We go to pre-trial and then trial. So this takes between two to three years. It's quite long and drawn out. And, you know, if you've got good attorneys representing you, often you'll try and mediate it as well. So even if it's gotten to this point where it's being contested and your spouse doesn't want to agree to anything, the courts highly recommend that you refer the matter for mediation first. Um, but again, you know, it just depends on on what it, what their reasons are for not signing or not agreeing to the divorce. So what is a default divorce and what instances can constitute for one to be granted? So a default divorce, that's a form of the uncontested divorce, right? So this is when you have served the divorce summons on your spouse and they have not responded within within the time frame. So they're given 10 days after service, 10 court days, to defend the matter. So if they haven't defended it, then you can proceed to court with requesting the matter get set down. Um, if there are children involved, you would have to contact or get in touch with the family advocate who would endorse your papers. Um, the family advocate obviously taking into account the best interests of the children and making sure that that is provided for in your divorce summons. But once that 10 days is done and there's no um, no notice of intention to defend, right, you can you set the matter down at the court. You'll get a court date um, depending on the courts. Here again, you know, we're at the mercy of the court in, in you know, the time frame. Um, and then they will set that down on the court hill and you would appear in court on the day that it's been heard. Um, luckily, you know, because it hasn't been defended as well, it's only you as the person instituting the proceedings, the plaintiff, that would need to actually appear in court. Um, but often you would still need to notify the, your, your spouse, the defendant, that the matter has been set down. It depends here as on the court whether it's done personally or by a registered post. But often we send that notice to set down and it needs to be about 10 days before the matter is actually set down for hearing at court. Um, but here, you know, even though you have this option available to you to get a, how we call it, default divorce, you know, it's good to find out what the reasons are from, from your spouse as to why they have not defended, especially if you know that they may be not aware of the proceedings or maybe they, you know, 
have a defense, but they just haven't done it. Um, and this is more because, you know, it prevents them from going back to court at a later date to try and get the divorce set aside. You know, they could claim that service wasn't done properly and therefore, you know, that's why they missed the deadline for a defense. So it's always, I mean, you've got that option there, but it's definitely good for you to get a full understanding of everything before proceeding to that. It's, it's similar to most of your civil litigation matters. You know, if you have an effective proper service, you can't get that default judgment or they can turn around and get that set aside. Um, but definitely, you know, a nice thing to have out there. Although scary, I know on the weekend I actually had someone um, mention to me that they the next door neighbor had realized that they'd been divorced for six years. Don't tell me how you, you don't know for six years that you've been divorced, but you know, they obviously had been service that was done and they never actually received the documents. Sure. Um, and, and, and the spouse ended up divorcing them. And they found out six years later that they've been divorced for six years. So <laughs> it's not uncommon, um, but you know, at least, there is that option there for for those who who may tend to drag the matter out. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Hey, team, as we're speaking to senior candidate attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated, Gabriella Kebel, and we're talking about divorce and um, how it's instituted. Please do interact with us and share your experiences, please, on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. I've got a voice note here from our A-teamer. Hi, Patricia. I hope you're doing well and your guest. Now, I'd just like to ask, um, I went to a lengthy kind of like divorce thing, but I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even actually, actually went through the whole process, but um, I denied her divorce and then she came back and then was begging me to not go through with everything else. And now, I have a child with someone else. I'm going to get married with the person. But every time I put the divorce papers through to her, she doesn't sign them. And now I'm in a very big issue. She just doesn't want to entertain the whole divorce issue. But she started it. What does have, what, what should I do in a case like that? Because she's the one who started it. And then I moved on at the time. Maybe I was also at fault, but it's all with her now, but she doesn't want to go through with it. Cool. What a question. Uh, Gabriella? Wow. Um, yeah, so, you know, with lit- litigation proceedings, obviously, and generally, you know, as the plaintiff, so as as her being the individual that started the proceedings, the ball is essentially in her court. We call it dominant status. Um, but there's nothing stopping you from moving the matter forward as well, especially if, and here you would have to consult with someone, um, and if you don't have the means to do so, then perhaps request assistance from the court as well. Um, there are there's wonderful people at the court that's always willing to assist you with these types of matters. But, you know, if depending on where the process was in, in the divorce proceedings, you can try and get um, that to move forward with the court or have that set down. Otherwise, I'd suggest that you then institute the proceedings yourself um, and, and take it from there. But definitely seek some guidance on that. You'd have to obviously ascertain when the proceedings you were 
um, and then and take it forward from there. So in South Africa, we've got, um, you know, a tradition where people lobola each other before they actually get married. But this seems that it, it becomes legally binding. So if people have lobolad and they no longer want to proceed to the marriage where they sign a contract, uh, whatever it may be, within community of property or out, within accrual, whatever it is, how do they then uh, separate with a divorce? Because now the lobola on its own is legally binding. Yes. So it would be dealt with similar to a civil marriage. Um, you know, we, we actually were discussing this last week because we had someone come with this issue as well. And because in terms of customary law, you're essentially, you know, married in community of property as well. Um, but from my understanding, it also depends on on your um, traditions. So, you know, there's different processes for all. But if it is that at the time that the Labula is, um, the discussions are had, the negotiations, and you've come to the agreement, you know, for instance, in customer law, you married in community of property, um, the normal divorce proceedings will follow, but you would need to make sure that in the actual summons that you are um, issuing, that you've set all of this out as well. Um, it speaks more to, you know, the key aspects that you need to deal with in your summons. So how we would um, refer to an anti-natural contract, when you married out of community of property, you would need to refer to, to the Lobola arrangements and, you know, discuss them in law as well. Dimela Patricia, I would have registered to institute the divorce is not just play, it's an uphill battle. In particular, a couple has kids. It has harmful effects on kids. It is why some people continue staying in a toxic, toxic marriage. So divorce is not just play. Please, please, let us not encourage the people to break up. Hence, this breakup will impact negatively on the children's welfare and even on their performance as cool. Good evening, lovely sister. I'm Howard from Brentfish. Thank you very much, Atima. We hear you there, but by no means are we encouraging divorce, but we are talking about what happens. So Atimas are aware of how to institute a divorce. But we also have to be very, very careful. Being in a toxic family, a toxic household, also affects children. That's a topic for another day. Let me go to Atima Tembani. Please keep it short and sweet. Good evening, Tembani. Yes, yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Oh, yes, uh, can you hear me? Loud and clearly, please talk to us. Yes, I want to ask. There's this my uncle. He, he died last year. He was divorced with the wife before he died. But they never dissolved the estate. Do you understand what I'm saying? We hear you. Yes, please continue. So I would like to understand how are we going to do this stage? Okay, okay. Uh, stay on the line for me in case Gabriella has uh, leading questions for you. Gabriella? Thanks so much for that. Um, yes, so if his estate has been reported, that would be your first step, right? Because if he if he has un- un- passed away, and here my condolences for that, um, but if he has not been divorced yet, he is for all intents and purposes married, 
um, you would need to find out whether or not she has reported to her state. If she has not done so, then I suggest you do that with the master's office. And, um, you know, if, if one of you are appointed to essentially administer the estate as executor or as master's representative, or the master's office will appoint someone to do so, and they will assist you in terms of winding up his estate and, you know, dealing with the assets that may need to be distributed. Um, but that's something that definitely follow up with the master's office. I'm not sure if he's reported it or not yet, um, but then you can take it from there. All right, excellent. Um, another A-team on the line, Anonymous. Good evening. Please keep it short and sweet. Okay. Good evening to you, Patricia. I just want to say I had the fastest marriage within three days, and I had the quickest divorce within two weeks after my marriage. Right? And I want to say, you know what? You know Bob Marley sang the song, No Woman, No Cry. Mm-hmm. I just want to say the other way around, No Man, No Cry. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have anonymous. a nice day. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, a question here from uh, Denzel, who is in Cape Town. He says, Is it lawful for a clerk of the court to issue uh, also a, and accept a divorce papers? Also from a person after the one partner already initiated divorce proceedings via the same clerk of the court. Sorry, could you just repeat what papers has the clerk? Please? Divorce papers. Is it lawful for the same clerk of the court to accept divorce papers uh, from two both parties and initiate the divorce? Yes, well, I mean, they don't, you know, when they when they get those papers, they make sure that, you know, it meets all the checks and balances in terms of issuing the summons. So it's not unlawful for them to do that. Um, obviously, you know, if you institute in proceedings when one has already been instituted, um, that's not the, the correct procedure. But you as the plaintiff um, in that matter, which obviously just need to consult and take the right steps, if you are wanting to, you know, institute something yourself, if you already have had divorce proceedings instituted against you, and here, obviously, the spouses are the same, so not a previous divorce or a previous marriage, um, but the correct process would be to do a counterclaim and instead of you know instituting another divorce summons against them. Let's go to more voice notes. Hi, uh, good evening. Umungan uh, Patricia. Uh, this is Franz uh, from Waitloof, Pretoria. Um, I have a quick question uh, on behalf of a family uh, member uh, to Gabriela. Um, if someone um, has paid Lobola and then there's an agreement document that both families have signed, but they've never registered the marriage, and um, along the way they decided to go separate ways, um, are those people obliged to go to court and um, make a divorce or they can uh, start their new lives and get married uh, to different people. Uh, Kindly advise. Thank you. Go ahead, Gabriella. Thanks so much for that question. Um, I unfortunately am not an expert in the testimony law marriages. Um, However, you know, I do have colleagues that are. I would suggest that you consult with someone touching on that. Um, From my understanding, though, you know, like I mentioned earlier, dependent on your your traditions when it comes to the Lobola process. For most likely, you know, you are then married in terms of customary law and you would need to follow the normal process in court to get a divorce proceeding. 
But, you know, with, with Lebola and with customer law, it's a bit more complicated. Um, so I definitely suggest that that's something you seek some assistance for so that you can get a, a proper answer for your specific situation. Uh, good evening, listeners. Me and my the mother of my child, uh, we get married almost like uh, 15 years ago. But we haven't seen each other for the last 12 years. She lived in America, Libya, and then we were seeking to get divorced. But when she was trying to do that, well, she's, she was in Cape Town. She said that she was told that she needed 15000 to go through this process. We both agreed that we want divorce, but I can say we don't know the process and then how long it's going to take for us to be to our divorce to be processed. I mean, we, we are no longer together. We all agree that we cannot be stay married. We agree that we're gonna get divorced. Nothing is contested. We agree completely. So please help us. Sure, that's a tricky one, Gabriella. People who mm. are in two different countries, they both agree they want to get divorced, but they don't know what legal steps to take. So how would they institute their divorce? Well, firstly, you know, just touching on the customer, I know, you know, having a a civil litigation matter, because this is, even though it's a divorce case, you know, it is quite costly to go through the courts. But with divorces, you know, we are lucky in that there is a lot of free assistance that's given to us as members of the public um, through the court. And they are able to assist you in doing, uh, we call it DIY divorces, where you don't need legal representation. It is a bit longer, um, and obviously, you know, you're doing it yourself with the assistance of the clerk as opposed to having uh, attorneys. But also, just just a heads up for you, you know, there are um, ways that you can get some legal representation for your divorce proceeding that's not as costly. I know, you know, you can get some probably for between five to seven, um, you know, as an all-inclusive for legal representation for divorces, and it's much easier when your divorce is uncontested. But even though you guys are living in, in separate continents right now, you are able to get that divorce. It's just a matter of approaching the court and having it done. If the court is giving you hassle, then I do suggest you get some guidance um, from a legal practitioner that will be able to assist you with that. But you definitely can institute those proceedings, and you can do so at a much lower cost than has been advised. I hope that helps. I, I really do hope so as well. Now, here's a question. For those who have received a divorce summons, what are the things or aspects they need to consider on that particular summons to make sure that they're not being duped or they're not getting themselves into trouble when they sign? So this, you know, key aspect that you need to include in there is obviously the reasons for why the relationship um, is coming to an end. And then the matrimonial property regime that governs the marriage. So, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, if there's an anti-nuptial contract that you enter into, then you would need to add this. You would need to deal with the provision um, for, for the division of your joint estate or your assets. Um, you know, if you're married in community of property, you would need to touch on your liabilities if there are any as well. Um, and then just take it forward from there. You would also need to make sure that if there are any children that were born or adopted during the marriage 
or perhaps you had some children prior to the marriage and you now got married, um, you know, you would need to set out these arrangements in the divorce summons as well. But the assets here, you know, especially if you're married in community of property, you know, we look at um, pension funds that you may be entitled to or the properties that you guys um, own together. And, you know, with with pension funds as well, you know, in marriage in community of property, you're entitled to 50% of that as well. So those are provisions that need to be included in the summons, and it needs to be quite specific in that it would mention the pension numbers um, and, you know, how you would go about facilitating that payout, when it will get paid out, will it be um, upon a divorce, or will it be, you know, when the when your spouse essentially retires. Um, but those are definitely key aspects that you would need to look out for in the divorce summons. Gabriella, the importance, what is the importance of having legal representative? Because at the end of the day, other people will say, no, I can do this on my own. I don't want to spend the money because it seems divorces are more expensive than actually getting married. It's definitely important. You know, like I said earlier, while the while the court is able to assist you, there are so many different factors that you need to take into consideration when drafting your summons and, you know, when essentially you're parting ways um, with your spouse, but you need to make sure that all your ducks are in a row when it comes to your assets and your liabilities and your children. Um, This is definitely a, you know, why... Lawyers and and or legal practitioners, at least, um, it's advisable to seek their assistance. Or, you know, if you at a point in your relationship where you are parting ways, um, but it's not there's not a lot of bad blood, you know, and maybe you've come to an agreement to assist, then you can also just seek some guidance from a legal practitioner that may also be a mediator, and they will be able to assist you in going through all of those documents and coming to a settlement agreement or even a, a parenting plan if you have children involved. But the trick here is even if you are doing a DIY divorce, there is a lot that you may miss. Um, and any area, even if it may be on a clause pertaining to the, the division of the assets or maybe your pension fund, right? If that mistake is there, and you have any issues with a third party here, maybe referring to actual pension fund or, you know, investment fund, they will give you a lot of kickback on actually facilitating that payout because it's incorrectly worded or it's the incorrect number, right? Or it doesn't, um, the provision itself does not comply with the legal requirements. You would need to go back to court and make an application for variation of a divorce order. So it's not a simple thing to just remedy. And here again, when you're going back to court for this application, you could get more kickback from your, your, your spouse. So even though you're now divorced and you're trying to vary the order because you've made a mistake on the documents, they could not agree to it. And then that just gives rise to a whole other proceeding that you'd have to, you know, essentially be a part of. And that's why it's definitely advisable to seek some legal representation when, you know, considering getting a divorce or even if you've had a divorce, someone served against you and you need some assistance, I definitely suggest that you you seek some legal guidance on that. Well, since you're the legal eagle at uh, at, uh, Skuman Law, how do we get in touch with you? 
You can get hold of us on inquiries, that's with an E, inquiries, at skumanlaw.co.za, or you can give us a call on 021-425-5604, or you can get in touch with us um, via our Lexi chatbot on our website or on Instagram and Facebook at Law Inc. Thank you so very much for enlightening us on how to institute a divorce. Thank you very much, Gabriella. Thanks so much, Patricia. Have a lovely evening further. You too.